Hello, everyone, and welcome to ClutchCast, a podcast created to guide and inspire student-athletes to reach their goals. My name is Dominic Prianti, and today our special guest is head baseball coach from SUNY Old Westbury, Coach Rod Steffen. Coach Steffen, welcome to ClutchCast. Thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us about SUNY Old Westbury and your baseball program. How are you doing today? Very good, Dom. Thank you for having me. Now, thank you, sir. You know, we had the pleasure of having your pitching coach, uh, Pat Short, and I had requested to see if we could get you on, and I appreciate you taking the time once again. Coach, let me ask you a question. Being that you're somewhat of a local guy, we're in New York, what sports did you play growing up? Well, you know, I grew up in Hollis, Queens. I'll tell you, it was a great time growing up because, you know, all the neighborhood kids got together. We played, you know, slap ball, punch ball, stick ball, steam ball, roof ball, stoop ball. These are things that people in Queens know about or Brooklyn. Long Island don't know it that well, but we played all those kind of things. But you grew up in Hollis in a diverse neighborhood. You had to play basketball. You had to play all the different sports. So I played football. You know, we just had a great time playing any kind of sport. Choose them up and uh, get a team together and go play. So, Coach, when you got to high school, did you specialize in anything in particular? Because I know you had a good baseball career in college, which we'll talk about in a second. But what high school did you attend? I went to Jamaica High School. I decided to only play baseball in high school. We had a very good team. We beat Monroe in the semifinals of the city championship. We lost to Lincoln. That was 1976. They went on to win it. They had a great team. Uh, player that uh, I still remember his name, Dallas Williams. Unbelievable player. They beat us in the final in a close in a semifinal in a very close game. Then you went on to play at Queens College where you had a very impressive baseball career. You were selected to all-conference teams four times. You were also selected to the New York State All-Star team in 81. What really impressed me about your college career is that you actually played three sports. What other sports did you play? I was offered some scholarships in different sports out of high school from what I did on the outside, AAU and what have you. People were interested in me. I got hurt in the summer of 76 and sat out. I ripped a bicep tendon in my shoulder. I was not able to pitch. And that's what I really thought my career was, was pitching. I had a police officer, Gary Krupski, who ran the PAL that I worked for, saw me and he said, you need to be playing. We'll put you on the field wherever you can play. That's how I got started with there. Hey, Gary became my business partner in later years. Loved the man to death. What a great influence he had in my entire life. That's why. Coaching at Old Westbury, I tried to make a difference in other people's lives. Uh, going back to the college, you know, one day we were playing intramural basketball. Coach Sedlak happened to be in the gym. He was the basketball coach. He saw me playing in a scrimmage. And he goes, I know you. I know that face. I've seen you play. We need another player on the varsity. So I ended up starting playing with them and ended up playing four years. We went to the ECACs. I was a role player. I was an enforcer. I was tough under the boards. You know, I've got the height of a uh, guard, but the mentality of a power forward. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, hey, I was a good role player, and that's fine with me. I had a friend in college, Joe Brancaccio, who was an All-American in uh, track and field. He was a uh, 35-pound weight and hammer thrower. And he said, hey, Rob, we need some help. We need some help. We need some bodies to uh, buck up some points on the team score. 
So I went to Coach Krupski, and he said, listen, I love athletes. Go do it. And I ended up coming in second in the 35-pound weight and in the hammer throw because Joe was, you know, just an amazing, an amazing athlete that he showed me enough that I got on the, on the board. So I won two silver medals. That's how that came about. You know, it was about helping the team out. That's a great story, Coach. You actually touched on three major points that we stress with our clutch recruits. One of them is uh, time management. Without time management, you wouldn't be able to play all those sports and uh, be able to carry on your academic life. And then you spoke yep. about options and opportunities. How important are these three things for a student athlete? Well, you know, I say it when they're a freshman right off. You know, listen, it's all about time management. If you can find your time to study, find your time to, you know, make sure you go to your classes. This is what I tell them. Go to your class. Get in the front row. Raise your hand. Let yourself be known that you're there and that you want to learn. Those teachers will work with you. If one of my players comes to me and says, hey, coach, you know what? I got a really tough test coming up. I'll say, go home. Go home. Go to the library. Because I want them to exceed in the classroom. That's what I want. You know, they don't do me any good if they're not eligible to play. You know, so they have to exceed in that, that classroom. Because ultimately, that's what's important. We spoke about options and opportunities. I see you started as a pitching coach, actually, at Queens College in 82-83. That was for a short period of time. And then you started your career in uh, corrections. So I'm assuming you did have different options and different opportunities. Can you tell us a little bit about that first part of your career? When I was done playing at Queens College, my arm came back the last two years. I had very good statistics. My strikeouts record at Queens College was broken last year. Wow. And it held for, I don't know, 40 years. I had a good time uh, playing there, and Coach Krupski asked me to stay on and help him out with the pitching. And, uh, that's what I did. And I'll tell you, I have lifelong friends that I played with at Queens College and I I coached at Queens College because we played summer ball together. We played Sam Usual together. Some of the guys back then, you could do that. <laughs> now you can't do that. Hmm. But as a, as a coach, I played with them. I actually had one of my former players. He played with me. He was a freshman. And then I actually coached him his uh, sophomore and junior year, John Heidenfelder, I had his son, Adam, come to me at O. Westbury. He actually was my pitching coach after last year when he completed his time. You know, those are lifelong friends. That's great. And coach, so for a brief period of time, you actually leave the coaching world and you start your career in the corrections department. What can you tell us about that work experience? Well, you know what? You, you got to make a living. That was in 85. I had two children and one on the way, you know, had to go make a living. Uh, corrections was very good to me. You know, I got called by a couple other places. I got called by the post office. I got called by the Port Authority police. And I stuck with corrections, right or wrong. But you know what? It worked for me. The hours worked for me. I'm able to do what I do now because of corrections. And that's uh, coach. And get back to to baseball. Yeah. And you actually been coaching now at Old Westbury for 15 seasons. First four as yes. a pitching coach on the pa yep. on the Panther coaching staff, and now for the past 11 years, you are the head coach. When did yep. you actually realize Close. that you had a passion for coaching? I, I always did. You know, I coached a, a Sam Usual team until uh, I started playing with O'Shea Slammers, and I played both, actually. I, I played Sam Usual and men's senior baseball, 
and I coached their travel team. I coached all the way through. About, oh, I guess it was about 99. I went into business with my former coach. We had a sporting goods store. We had batting cages where we did pitching and hitting lessons. Dave Von Owen was my lead pitching instructor, who was incredible. I think he's the best pitching coach around. I learned so much. You think you know, you don't know until someone will just put it out there for you. And Dave was just amazing. I learned a lot from the man. And, and I learned a lot about hitting from Gary Krupski, who was a minor league player in himself. I was able to do that. So I was coaching all along. And I was coaching my kids all the way through. Uh, I got an opportunity. You know, I called Old Westbury one day and got John Lenardo on the phone. He was the AD. I said, John, uh, Rod Stephan. He goes, oh, Rod Stephan. I remember you. Uh, you know, I played against you in Stamp Usual and this and that. And I go, yeah. I said, you know, we're looking to see if you want to do any business with us with the sporting goods store. And he goes, no, I, I don't have any business to do with you at the sporting goods store, but I would love for you to come over and coach with me. <laughs> and I went, what? You know, I owe a lot to John because... He got me started on the college level. It's not easy. There's a lot of coaches that just hop from one school to another. It's hard to break in that kind of baseball wall, you know, the world of baseball. And he gave me my opportunity. And I'm forever grateful to John for giving me that opportunity. Myself and Chris Smith came in to coach with him that year. Chris Smith was probably the best high school player that Long Island has ever seen. He was a first-round draft pick with the Baltimore Orioles, and he was back from playing in minor league ball with an injury. Between me and him, we did the pitching and hitting. We had a great time. Like we said, 15 years now at Old Westbury. If I would list every accomplishment there, it would probably take us three hours, so I'm just going to choose some that just popped out to me and I have in front of me. 2019, you had your 200th career win. You actually sent about 13 players to play professionally. What can you tell us about your career here at uh, Old Westbury? In 2011, John decided to uh, not coach. And I was lucky enough to, uh, for the vice president, ML Langley, to decide that uh, she wanted to make me the head coach. From that day, I said, you know what? There's some things that I want to implement. And one of them was something that I'm probably most proud of. When I took over the team, we had a 2.3 grade point average. I said, I got to work on this. And every year we worked on it. We worked on it probably four or five years. We hovered around that 2.8, the 2.9. The last year we broke through. We won the American Baseball Coaches Association Academic Excellence. We had a 3.1 grade point average. And this, this past semester, we just had a 3.3. So we changed the culture of baseball only in the school. You know, it was baseball, baseball, baseball. Listen, it's got to be everything. The other thing that I did was 10 years ago when I started, I just made a call to Tim Flynn. Didn't know him from a hole in the wall. He's the uh, head of the uh, Special Olympics for Long Island. And I said, Tim, how can I help? I have 33, 32 players. We'll do anything you ask. What can we do to help your program? What we did was we started doing the fall classic. It's held at in Hicksville at Caniac Park. We set it up and break it down. We're there every minute of the day. We deliver lunches. We coach softball. We sit there and cheer. We score keep. I run the whole softball tournament because you got to do a whole 
putting the right teams against each other that we have fair, you know, like A division, B division. It's something that's really, really rewarding. That's just a little bit of what I want to teach baseball. I want them to do well in school. I want them to be well-rounded, uh, work with people that are not as fortunate as them. These kids, they come and follow us. I'll go to St. Joe's game, and there's 10 of them in the stands. They, they come, you know, they tailgate us, you know, and it's a wonderful thing to see. Absolutely, Coach. And first of all, congratulations on your Team Academic uh, Excellence Award. Uh, so important, you know, academics for these young men and women, of course. And what you just told us now about the Special Olympics in uh, Long Island, the Fall Classic, that is really impressive. We can hear how proud you are. Besides your personal team in general, what can you tell us about Old Westbury, you know, as the college in terms of, you know, majors and campus and things of that sort? Well, you know, it's a small college. There's about 4,500 students. It's a diverse college. Course study is pretty diverse, you know, from criminal justice, sociology, education, special education. We have a very good business school. Our accounting program is very good. In the um, graduate side, it's basically counting, business, and early childhood education. There's enough there where people can move on any kind of thing. The only thing we don't do is engineering, that kind of thing. But we have sciences. You can move on to a number of things from that, from teaching to special ed. Shifting back to your program itself, can you talk to us a little bit about your coaching staff, trainers, facilities, training rooms, just to give us a little idea. of, We have a beautiful field. We have lights. We had a uh, regular grass field. The pitcher's ballpark, you know, it's pretty good out of bounds area. 330 down the line, 385 in the gaps and 410 in center with high fences. We have everything that you could want on a field with, with the scoreboard announcing. They come out to their songs. A lot of things that are good for the kids that they enjoy. Our training staff is very good. We have several trainers. We have one that's assigned to us. Ali Castellano is our team uh, sports medicine that's assigned to us. The Z, our head trainer, he's very good. I'll tell you what, they keep us on the field. They do a really good job, but we have a beautiful campus, 650 acres. The gymnasium is huge. We have cages inside that come down from the ceiling. It's a very friendly school, I'd say. Recently, with the pandemic, they decided to make our campus a hospital for uh, the overflow of the COVID-19. We're playing Road Warrior this year, but I'm sure next year, you know, as promised, they're going to get us back off field and, and get things moving again that way. Yeah, Coach, you mentioned the pandemic. How has that changed your way of doing things in terms of uh, practices and uh, meetings, things of that sort? Well, you know, it's been difficult. I tell the kids, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Like I said, we don't have a field. We have no inside facility either. So our practices, we're going to start on the 11th outside at Farmingdale. They're gracious enough. Mike Harrington, the AD there, great guy. He's really bent over backwards to get us on the field. Uh, you know, NCAA has a lot of different rules. You know, they, you can only go 10-man pod for two weeks, and then you can bring it up to 25 the next two weeks, and then after that, you can go to your whole team. There's a, a great reason for it, is that if one uh, one of your players gets turned positive, 
you don't lose your whole team. You only lose your pod. Your pod has to sit down and get screened and see, you know, what's happening with that. But it, it's changed a lot. And I think it's the information keeps on changing is the hardest thing. But we will be wearing masks at our games, all practices. Uh, when we step foot on Farmdale's campus, we'll be wearing a mask. Yeah. And uh, through games and everything. So, yeah, sign of the times, unfortunately. And not to dwell on this pandemic, well, how was that feeling when you had to tell these kids, especially the graduating ones, that the season was over and they would not get to play in their senior year? Oh, it, it felt like they put a knife in my heart because we worked really, really hard last year. We were leaving the next morning for Florida for our Florida trip. We decided to shut it down because we knew within a day or two they were going to call the season off. Myself and my coaching staff and my athletic director, Lenore Walsh, I informed, I said, listen, we got to shut it down. We can't, we can't put these kids on a plane and then bring them right back. Because that happened to several teams. The way they left, they got on the ground in Florida, and they had to come back the next day. Heartbreaking for seniors. They were allowed to get the year back. A couple of them did come back. A couple of them graduated. Those are the ones that I felt for because... I know how it would be being a player, what that would mean to me. It would be devastating to me. You know, I felt their pain. This year, we're at a 24-game season. We're playing six weeks only. We're playing six of our conference opponents. There's 11, including us, in our conference. So there's four teams that we do not play. But that was all done randomly. Hopefully, we'll get a good season in. With the 24 games, we'll move on and playoffs are uh, are there. Right now, they say there'll be regionals in a World Series. That's great. How has the pandemic affected your recruiting process? It's tough. Never had a problem with recruiting. I've recruited great players. Some people are amazed at the talent that I get. You know, I had Robbie Whitemack, who was drafted in the eighth round. I had Kenny Ingram, who was drafted by Tampa Bay in the 31st round. And Abel Guerrero, who was drafted. And those are just some of them. I have 10 other guys that have played pro ball through, uh, you know, whether it was the Pecos League, the Long Island Ducks. You know, we've had some really great talent. It's been a little difficult because I'm not allowed to bring them up to campus because they they can't walk around there. It's not permitted to, to go on campus unless you're going to a lab or we're going for our screening. You know, every week we have to go every tuesday to get our uh screening done we're not allowed on campus except for that so i can't bring the kids up and i tell them everything and i tell them listen we're supposed to have our field they told me we were going to have a, an astroturf field next year they're going to redo it is it going to be on time i don't know i, I got to be honest with them i'm not going to tell them yeah we're going to have a field and then it's not ready so it's been a little tough, but I think we have a good staff. I'm out there a lot. We're not lazy. I'll go anywhere to go see a kid. Awesome. I go, you know, in the middle of the Bronx to uh, all the way out east to Westchester, wherever I've got kids from Connecticut. I've got kids from Pennsylvania. We're, we're not lazy. We'll go and get them. So, Coach, you just mentioned that, you know, college tours are not possible right now. So what means of communication do you prefer for potential prospects to contact you or, you know, get in touch with you? Well, you know what? Email me 
email me. I answer all my emails. I'm one of those guys. There's a lot of coaches that don't, unfortunately. But I answer all my emails. My cell phone is on my website. You can call me. We'll talk. I'll tell you that we do more developing than getting a ready-made kid. I mentioned Robbie Whiteneck. You know, he was 6'3". He threw 81, Plain Edge High School. He decided to come to us. I told his dad, listen, by the time he's a junior, we'll get him drafted. He does a couple of things wrong that I know he's got a nice loose arm. And he threw 94 in his, his junior year. Impressive. We, we created that. He, he didn't come to us throwing 94. If I go to a showcase and the kid's throwing 90, I cross him off my list. <laughs> I don't have a scholarship. I don't have a scholarship. We're not going to get him. He's going to go to a Division Two or a Division One school that's going to give him money. I have no money to give them. All I have is my knowledge and what I do with the kids, how I treat them, and a great coaching staff. That's what I have to give them. Coach, besides playing skills, right, athletic ability, what else do you look for in, in a player? Well, first of all, I like to get there early. I see the way he conducts himself, whether he's jerking around or if he's down stretching, taking some dry swings or whatever. And I look to see if he's about doing business. It's just something that you look at. What kind of desire do they have for the game? Hey, they're getting in there. They're, they're getting loose. They're stretching. They're doing whatever. I do pay attention to uh, what the coaches say with personality. If they're not the kind of guy that I want, listen, I've had one guy thrown out of a game in 15 years. And that's one too many. I do the talking to the umpires and I never yell. I never yell because that gets you nowhere. And there's a certain way you conduct yourself on the field and off the field. And it's very important. That's what I look for first. If you don't have that, I don't care how good you are. I don't want you. Being that there are so many uh, uncertainties, roster sizes, coaches probably don't know how many spots they really have. We hear a lot of concerns out there about playing time and, and possibility of even playing. What advice can you give these student athletes that might have your school on their list of uh, potential schools? The first thing is you have to go to a school that's the right fit to you. Meaning, do you want a large school? Do you want a small school? Do you want that Friday night football game atmosphere? Do you want to, you know, look at the program and, hey, I want to play baseball here? Do you want to be a small fish in a big pond or a big fish in a small pond? I think that means, are you going to play right away or have a possibility of playing right away? I think that it's, it's important to go to somewhere that you're wanted, okay? And that's what I try to express to them. Listen, we want you. You're going to have every opportunity. I will never promise you, hey, you come here, you're going to be the starting shortstop. And is it going to come out of my mouth? Will you have an opportunity to be the starting shortstop? Yes, you will. But you know what? Maybe as a freshman, you'll play second instead of short and then have an opportunity to move over. You know what? I don't make false promises. One of the things that's really important is when you're recruiting, say, a, a JUCO, you know, from two-year school, I don't take a JUCO unless he's going to play. I just think that everybody has the right to play somewhere. It may not be my school. They should have an opportunity to play. And if you're already used two years and you're coming to me as a junior, you're going to play. I don't think I would take you to be a bench player. Part of this whole process, as we talk to our clutch recruits at times, 
is also parents. I'm sure you have a relationship with the parents. Do you hear any concerns from them? You know what? I've been very lucky that I've had very good parents throughout the years. I speak with the parents, ask them to come up and do the visit with their sons. I want them to know the kind of person that they're putting their son's well-being with. You know, when we're away or whatever, then I'm going to take care of them. And I tell them I treat them like my own kids. That's important. But after the recruiting process, I have very, very little contact with the parents because I don't answer questions about playing time or what they're doing. I'm not allowed by NCA rule to talk about their grades. I would say they have rights. They're 18 years old. You have to ask them about their grades. I see them at the games. I say hello. I shake their hands. How are you doing? Very, you know, casual. But I really don't have a big interaction with the parents because I don't think that that it's my job to interact with parents like that. Yeah. Coach, you spoke about how still to this day you're in contact with your – friends and uh, former players from Queens College, so lifelong friends. Uh, You also spoke out throughout this whole interview about people that you actually have had in your life that have helped you in different steps of your life. How important is it for a uh, young man or woman stepping onto a campus and being part of a team that supports system? Can you talk to us about that? Oh, it's it's very important. You know, I tell them that I'm, I'm probably, well, you know, right now I have no office. My, my basement is my office right now, but it's an open door and anything that you need, you can come to me, you know, whether it's uh, tutoring, whether it's a financial aid problem, whether it's a problem with, with a professor, you know, we have liaisons to our department that I would refer him to, but I would take him down and speak to uh, financial aid with them. I would bring them in, introduce them. You know, these are people that I deal with all the time. And then I would step out of the office because, you know, I just give them their privacy when it comes to that kind of thing. But I would help them along the way, whether it's registrar, whatever they need, they know they can come to me and I will help them. And that's important that the parents know that too. Because that's one of the things that I tell parents, listen, don't be afraid to uh, call me and ask me a question like that, because I will give them the right answer. If I don't know the right answer, I'll be back with them within 15 minutes and tell them the right answer. Just to go back about the parents, one of the things that they asked me about was when the pandemic, what are you going to do? You know, are we still going to Florida? Because I probably had about 25 to 30 parents traveling with us to Florida. They asked me. And that's when I made the decision, along with my assistant coaches, I asked all of their opinions, what should we do? And we made a joint uh, decision. And I called Lenore Walsh and told her that, you know, I think it's best for all if we don't do this. Because you know what? Playing baseball is wonderful, but there's there's something greater out there. And you know what? This pandemic doesn't pick and choose, you know, whether whether you're young or old, you can get it. So I want the safety of my players. Like I said, we're you know I was told, hey, all your players have to wear masks. I wasn't bucking it. I was like, okay, you know what? It's a safety issue. That's what you want. I can't argue with you. You know what am I going to say? Oh well, I don't think they should wear it. 
God forbid one of my kids gets sick. You know, that would, I feel worse. So whatever we can do to help our kids in any way, shape or form, we do. You know, one, one common theme that I've heard throughout this whole chat that we're having here is this fatherly love that you have for your uh, young men on your team. That I think is honorable for you to, to, you know, care about their well-being and the way you do. And, and talking about, you know, uh, father, I see you have four children and you have what? Uh, four grandchildren as well. No, actually, I'm sorry. Three children. No, I have right? three, three, three children. children. I'm sorry. I have yes. two boys and a girl. I apologize. And four uh, they're grandchildren. They're all doing well. They all uh, went to school. My, my oldest son went to John Jay College. He's a police officer. He's in his 17th year right now. He has two boys, married to Samantha. They live They live uh, in Long Island. I'm very proud of him. My two little uh, grandsons, are, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, until you have grandchildren, you have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. It's a, it's a whole other world. And then I have uh, my, my daughter, who uh, is a special ed teacher in Queens, and uh, extremely proud of her as well. She went to Queens College and then went to uh, got her master's from St. John's. And then uh, my son, Matthew, who went to Williams and then got his master's degree from Boston University. And he's got two little girls that are just gorgeous, along with his gorgeous wife, Priscilla. Uh, I mean, they're just doing so well. And you know what? They all have very good educations. You know, I'm proud of all of them. So, Coach, did you coach them growing up, and are you coaching the grandkids now? Oh, yeah. I, I coached them all in baseball. I coached them in football. I did the Bethpage Panthers uh, football. That that went up to junior high level. They played football, baseball, and wrestled. You know what? We Those years those those years were a lot of sleepless years because I would work overtime and this and that and, and uh, go run to the games, uh, play the games, go home, sleep two hours, go back to work. It was tough times, but the most enjoyable. And I can't wait to coach my two little grandsons. Nice. Whatever sport they choose. I don't care what it is. You know what? I, I don't know what Don think about soccer, but I'll read up <laughs> on it and I'll help out if that's what they choose. You know, whatever they want to do. That's you great. know, as long as they're doing something. That's great, Coach. That's know? great. But, you know, you just said you'd had no time in a lot of sleepless nights between overtime coaching your own kids. But – one thing I wanted to bring up, if you don't mind me uh, mentioning this, you actually played uh, in a men's league till almost what, 2014, 2015? I played till I was 58 years old. And what I, what I, you know, you know something, um, you know, baseball has been a part of my life all the way. I started at five years old in CYO, played CYO, and then to Hollis Malay, Queens Village, Belrose Little League. I played through Little League and actually, in the 13-year-old division, we won the state championship and went on to the world, into the um, Eastern Regionals. And I had, I think, four guys on that team that I played high school with. That's why we had such a very good team. And, you know, we were on a state championship team. And, you know, we, we played in, uh, we played uh, uh, Kiwanis together. Uh, we, we went, we kept on going up. Kiwanis, Connie Mack. But when I was 16, I also played in a Sam Usual League. They wanted me to play shortstop for them in the Sam Usual. So I started playing there. And I played Sam Usual until I was about 40. So I was playing men's senior baseball at 30 and playing Sam Usual until I was 40. 
And um, the, the men's senior baseball, uh, most amazing players and times, you know, traveling all over the country, playing tournaments in Vegas and, and uh, Portland. And we uh, actually, in 1998, I was awarded the uh, player coach of the Nike World Games team. Oh, wow. And we played Russia. We beat Russia. We beat we beat Canada. We ended up losing to one of our own uh, uh, United States teams. We lost to the to the uh, Northeast team. You know the experiences I got from playing there, and 21 years of playing championships out in Arizona and winning four World Championships with them, and 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 the play is very high level. I brought a lot of guys into that league. And uh, was playing coach all those years with them, which isn't easy when you're doing guys your own age, you know. So great guys, you know. One of my assistant coaches now, Joe Pavanelli, was my catcher on that team for the 21 years that we were out there. Great player, All-American at uh, CW Post, you know, one of my best friends. If we had to summarize this whole uh, episode, what should someone take away from it? Should take away from it that, you know, I was I was very fortunate to play the game for a long time. And the only reason I played it for a long time was that I loved it. You know, it makes me sad when I hear guys that, you know, are seniors and they go, thanks a lot, coach. You know, I'm playing my last college game. I'm playing my last college, my last game of my life. And I said, don't do that. Keep playing. Keep playing. If you love playing, keep playing, man. You know, do what you love to do. If if you love to play soccer, play soccer. If you love to, uh, you know, wh- whatever it may be. If, if you love karate, go take courses in karate, you know, but do what you love. I think that when everybody goes to play college baseball, they have some kind of love for the game. And it's my job to keep that burning in their heart so that they want to continue to play. And you know what? There's 13 guys that played pro ball that played for me. You know what? They had that burn. You know, that's what I, I want people to, to, to know. Hey, do what you want. Do, do what you, you love to do. Because, you know, especially if you, you know, it, it's a job, but it, it's not a job to me. If you love what you're doing, it's not a job. Absolutely. Passion. Absolutely. And, and, and you're very lucky to, have been able to, you know, not only, you know, raise and grow a beautiful family, but to be able to also keep your passion for all these years. And, uh, Coach, we want to thank you so much. And just let, me, just let me add, you know what? Nothing, nothing at all ever happens without a wife that supports you in everything that you do. You know, she supported me playing all those years, traveling all over the world, playing, and uh, my wife Susan is – is um you know it, it doesn't happen without her you know so a, a special shout out to uh, mrs stefan then uh from all of us here at clutchcast and coach like i was saying before just thank you so much for all this uh information and uh, getting to know you better uh we hope you have a great season we know you will hopefully we we'll come out and see you i i hope so all right coach thank you very okay, much thank again. you very much Tom. thank you take care bye-bye thank you okay Thank you very much to Coach Rod Steffen for taking the time to talk to us about SUNY Old Westbury and his baseball program. If you'd like to find out more about ClutchCast, please visit us at www.clutchcast.com. 
follow us on Instagram at Clutchcast Podcast and on Twitter at Clutchcast PC. Clutchcast is brought to you by Clutch Recruits. If you'd like to find out more about Clutch Recruits and how our programs can help you with your college recruiting process, please visit us at www.clutchrecruits.com or call us at 929-732-7848. Thank you very much for listening for the next episode.